This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. Happy Earth Day. The Biden administration marked the day with a handful of actions, including an $800 million Department of Agriculture investment in climate-smart water and energy projects, The announcement will invest $787 million to help producers and rural residents invest in energy efficiency products through the Electric Loan Program and the Rural Energy for America Program. Another $12 million will be directed to wastewater improvements and drinking water services. President Joe Biden was in Washington state today where he signed an executive order aimed to protect old growth forests. The executive order I'm going to sign is going to make good on the international forest protection commitments from the proposal I made in Scotland at Glasgow 26. I got 140 countries to sign up and say that together we represent 90% of the world's forests. And this includes our own effort to crack down on trafficking of illegal logged wood and and, uh, products like the ones illegally deforesting areas around the world. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said the order will help conserve national forests, making them more resilient to wildfire and climate change. World events have global hunger top of mind for many in agriculture. AgriPulse's Hannah Pegel has more. Increasing food prices are leading to more food insecurity, but also increased concerns about political stability. Kip Tom is a former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations Agencies for Food and Agriculture. Speaking on this week's AgriPulse Newsmakers, Tom says he's spoken with farmers in Ukraine, and many are planning on planting a crop this season. But getting that product exported is going to be an issue. The Black Sea ports, they don't expect them to start functioning again until after this war is coming to a close. And no one can really predict that right now. Landmines, or excuse me, sea mines are in place so, to protect the seaports. But yet, at the same time, the Russians have put uh, sea mines along the different uh, channels going out. But it is the 70% of the wheat that went into Africa, went in through the Sahel of Africa, came out of the Black Sea ports. Well, that's not exist today. So they had that bought at much lower contract prices. They had uh, ocean freight lined up at most much lower prices. And now they're going to Argentina, United States, and Australia to a certain extent to try to bring that wheat in. The International Monetary Fund said earlier this week it expects food prices to rise 14% this year, an increase certain to intensify world hunger. However, Tom says he's hearing of estimates higher than what the IMF released, and he's concerned developing countries are going to be further in crisis than what they were before. So we know we have a finite budget, and uh, we're limited on our ability to really have the impact that we should have had in combating hunger across the Sahel of Africa and many other countries in the world that are uh, food insecure. This could be actually much worse than the Arab Spring back in 2010 in 2012. The potential setup is there. You can hear more from Tom and former Ag Secretary Dan Glickman in their newsmaker interviews on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peigel. In other farm policy news, China made a big purchase of U.S. corn today. The 1.3 million ton commitment is the third major buy in the last few weeks. The country is currently looking to source its corn from other parts of the world following port shutdowns in Ukraine. Bill Thompson has a look at China's recent global corn activity in his story on agripulse.com. Also online today, farm groups are asking the Surface Transportation Board to address issues on the country's rail system. The STB is meeting next week to hear from executives of some of the biggest railroads in the country. Farm groups have expressed frustration about service issues with rail carriers 
and they say unreliable service is having an impact on commodity prices for producers and food prices for consumers. They call for additional data reporting and annual rail service assurance plans from carriers amongst other requests. All told, 33 groups signed the letter. Phil Brasher has a deeper look in his coverage on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm and ranch families care about their communities. Through the Harvest for All program, Farm Bureau donated the equivalent of 30.5 million meals in 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.